Tech Industry Podcast, and I'm David Andrew Let's dig in. And today I wanted to share with you my career update for November 2016. Welcome. I've been doing a lot of catching up here in November, but I still don't feel like I'm totally caught up with everything that I need to do right now. I've had a lot of work to do. I've had about 20 extra articles to write this month for my regular work. And I always make it a point to prioritize paid work over pro bono work, even though I'm really passionate about some of the free or pro bono work that I do, even with the music entrepreneur coming in to support your dreams, your visions, your goals, and your honeypots or projects that you want to do. And if you happen to be listening to this on the podcast, just like the last time, you should know that there's also a visual component to the whole thing. So there's a video that you can watch and follow along with if you'd like to, but you can also just listen if that's what you prefer. First thing I'll cover is new posts on the website at musicentrepreneurhq.com. There's 10 books every musician should read in their lifetime. This was a guest post via the good folks at officerock.com. Now you should know I didn't choose any of these books, but they all sound pretty interesting to me and they might be worth a look. The next post that's new on the site is, what is music marketing? You'll probably notice that there's quite a few sort of back to basics posts and content that's been published on the site this last month. And that is a deliberate thing, partly because I've done more keyword research as of late and there are reasons for that. I'll explain it a little bit more later, but creating content around those specific keywords should help me drive more track traffic and appeal to more relevant audiences. So that's pretty much what's happening there. Another new post is how to make a killer set list. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Every band that performs live needs to put together a, a set list that really captivates the audience and holds their attention. And this article talks about that in depth, but it is an article that used to be on the Toon City blog when that was still around and it's an updated version of that. So I've added a lot of content. There's another post that I took from the old Toon City blog called How to Budget for Your Music Career. And again, I've updated it with additional detail. I think that's a really important topic for any musician. You need to be able to keep up with your finances to be able to sustain your creativity over the long haul. And this post covers that. Then there was episode 19 of the podcast which was an interview with the wonderful Helen Austin. She's a Juno award-winning songwriter and artist that lives in Canada. And it's not the first person on the podcast with an accent, although some people might say that I have an accent, so that's a whole other thing. And I probably do have some kind of Canadian accent. Another post that went up is what is sound exchange. So if you've ever been curious as to what exactly it is SoundExchange does and how they are different from PROs or performance rights organizations, I would suggest having a look at this because it tells you a lot about that. Another new post is what is Bandcamp? I don't think there's too many musicians out there that aren't aware of what Bandcamp is. So I've provided some additional detail like 
how to market your music on Bandcamp and things like that. And there's also what is DistroKid? And they are a music distribution service, just like CD Baby or TuneCore. Sort of what's different about them and what fascinated me was that they let you pay a one-time fee, I think it's $19.99, to distribute as much music as you want. So that might be one of the attractive aspects of this specific service, and you might want to take advantage of it if you're a particularly prolific musician that's constantly distributing their music digitally. And there was also episode 20 of the podcast in which I did traffic analysis 2016. So if you listen to the last episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about there. And all this content that I just mentioned will go in the November resource pack once it's released. But like I mentioned earlier, I've been kind of busy. So at this point, I'm still working on the October resource pack. So I've got a bit of catching up to do in that regard. I'll talk a little bit about what's happening with products on the website as well. As you know, I'm working on my next book, Flashes of Elation, but that's maybe a kind way of putting it because I haven't really had the chance to work on it a lot as of late, but I do want to get to it and I do want to do a better job of promoting it also. I'm tossing around actually several other book ideas right now. Now, I won't really be prioritizing those certainly over Flashes of Elation, but they are in the back of my mind as far as what I'd like to do after that. And I'm also looking to create 2017 versions or updated versions of all the available products on the website. And I think that'll help with sales as well. Let's get into projects. Now, something I haven't really touched on before is projects because I actually do a lot outside of even TME and my usual freelance writing work. So I thought I would cover these a little bit because I think they might be of interest to you and they do connect to the music industry in different ways. The first one is using your power. Now this is a new podcast and we actually just launched the website here in November. I think it was only a week or two ago that we officially launched. It was kind of a soft launch, or I guess a better way of saying that is we didn't do like a huge promotion when we went live, but you know, I'll use opportunities like this to let people know about the fact that there's this new podcast that I'm a part of. And if you like my posts about personal development, reading books and inspiration, I think you'll really like this and you may even want to move over there instead of at the music entrepreneur. Cause as you know, the music entrepreneur is about entrepreneurship in music. And although I do cover topics like mindset and inspiration and how to overcome mental blocks and things like that. And I think that's important in every business. I also talk a lot about music marketing and some of the other things that I already mentioned, like sound exchange or Bandcamp. So if you're looking for just inspiration and personal development topics, this is the one that you'll want to check out. So it's at usingyourpower.com. Now there's several new episodes for November. We actually released a couple in October, but here's the new ones for November. Buying a house. Pharmaceuticals. Yes, we talk about prescription drugs and medications. 
endorsements. There's a variety of different kinds of endorsements from sports to books, to businesses, to various products. We all endorse on a daily basis and learning to use that in a productive way can help you in your career or in your life. We talked about community. That's another new episode. And then finally, there was an episode on rest. Also a hugely, hugely important topic right now, since so many people are talking about hustling and we're going crazy with that. And there will be more episodes to come in December. So definitely check us out at usingyourpower.com. Another project or community that I'm involved in is the Listening Room YYC. Generally, there are two events every month, and I've talked about them on the blog, so you can also check out the descriptions or more in-depth descriptions of what exactly these events are. But I helped out at the Circle, which is kind of like it sounds. It's a singer-songwriter circle on November 2nd. Basically what happens is every month we pay tribute to a known songwriter that has influenced all of us. And then a group of three people also learn each other's songs and perform on them. And this makes for a very interesting performance because the performers actually only get together once to practice. So it's, it's riding that border of somewhere between like a proper practiced performance and just like an open mic night. It's somewhere in between those. And another, and, and the other night that happened is the classics, which was on November 16th. And that's more of a jazz vocalist tribute type listening room. It's a lot like it sounds, you know, it's like a house concert where people come to pay attention to the music and actually listen instead of talking over it and causing a lot of noise. So the jazz one was also really great. Another project that I'm helping out with is the question. And in both cases with the listening room, as well as the question, I do a lot of the website work, but occasionally I do a presentation with the question as well. And our regular presenter is Fred Tamagi, but in November, I decided to do my second ever presentation at the question. So I wrote a full presentation and shared it at the November gathering on the 20th. So that was another fairly major undertaking. I think it was something like 5,000, 6,000 words. Now let's move on into shows or performances. There are a few dates in November, but certainly not as many as October. And this is all connected to kind of my music career activities. On November 3rd, I played at the movie mill in Lethbridge with Adrenalize. Now this doesn't, didn't go exactly as expected. And I think some things just fell through the cracks with marketing. So we didn't have much of an audience, but we did sound really good in the movie theater. And that's partially due to the help that we received from our sound guy. So that was pretty cool. On November 11th, I played with Long John Lev at Cafe Koi. This was a well-attended event and overall a very enjoyable show. So that was a really great one. And then this was just this last weekend for me. On November 26th and 27th, Long John Lev played at the Eau Claire Market, which is downtown Calgary. 
at the annual Market Spot Winter Market. And this was a pretty laid back performance, but we had a lot of fun with that as well and gained more live experience, which is always great as a musician. I'll talk a little bit about what's new with music. Unfortunately, there aren't any new releases to talk about just yet, but I am working on a new track called, or at least I'm calling it, Feeling. I still have yet to record it, but it's all written and I've went through it a bunch of times to kind of figure out what the arrangement will be. So that'll be forthcoming quite soon. Compuzor is another project I'm involved in and it's based around the quirky sense of humor of its founders, which is myself and Captain Kmart, also known as Carlo. Now there's one unreleased track that I did and it is kind of a, a comedy space track. So a video for that will be forthcoming. One I did before actually was Spill Milk and we did kind of a 90s alternative parody for that. So if you look up Spilled Milk music video on YouTube, you should be able to find that. Now, last year we did a Christmas special for Compuzor called Wami Saves Christmas, and we're working on the second part. So that should be forthcoming in December, and that's pretty exciting and a lot of fun. I'd like to review traffic. I know this is something I haven't really done before, although I already did kind of a 2016 traffic analysis, so maybe none of this will come as a major surprise. You know, it's something I talked about in the last episode of the podcast. But here are the stats. So this is where podcast listeners can't see what's going on and may want to go and check out the accompanying video for this episode as well. But in terms of sessions, you know, November isn't quite over as I show you this graph, but in terms of overall sessions, you know, nearly 6,000, it's 5,954 this month. I'm overall, I'm pretty happy with the way things are progressing traffic wise. You know, the daily average is about 200 sessions per day with a low of about 122 sessions and a high of 283 sessions or nearly 300. So that's cool to see. But the bounce rate is way up at 90.17%. And that's much too high for my comfort. So that's something I need to work on and figure out why that's happening. Maybe there's just a disconnect with the content people are arriving at. I don't really know. And the average session duration is also pretty short at 46 seconds. So even though traffic is up, and that's really good to see, you know, some of the stats are pointing to not so good things at this particular moment in time, despite my best efforts to create engaging and interesting content and, and of course, educational content as well. Most of the traffic is new visitors too. So that explains why there weren't, wasn't much in terms of sales. I'll be talking more about that in a moment, but when you don't have many return visitors coming to your site or people that have already had exposure to your site, it's not surprising that they'll be a little bit harder to convert. So 86.71%, if you can't see the numbers, is how many new visitors I have to the site overall over out of a total of 100%. I'll talk about sales a bit, <laughs> but I already alluded to the fact that it doesn't 
matter a whole lot. You know, I could show you all the payment dashboards. Maybe that's something I will do in the future because I am a transparent entrepreneur. But really this month, there isn't much point. You know, as far as I can see, I didn't have any sales, especially not on like Gumroad. And with the book sales, it's kind of a different thing altogether where if I check my my distributor at BookBaby or CreateSpace, I don't see book sales for the current month until months after they actually occur. I guess that's a, probably a little different with CreateSpace. Those might be a little more up to date, but certainly with BookBaby, I don't see them for several months. So reporting is kind of slow that way, but that's something for me to work on for sure. And I'll talk a little bit about what I'm learning right now, as I always do in my career updates. So, you know, it's always interesting reflecting on various lessons that I've learned over the course of a month, because sometimes I don't feel like I have total awareness. And maybe that's just because I'm constantly go, 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 and don't have enough time to do think about them before I write a blog post about my career update or record a podcast as I am right now. Now, I think what I'm realizing is I'm not as strong as a presenter and communicator I would like to be, but I am always working on it. And I think a project like Using Your Power kind of affords me to do that in a way. I get a chance to speak off the cuff. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I do have some notes in front of me, but a lot of the podcast or a lot of the solo podcasts that I've done to date have mostly been pre-scripted and pre-written. And <laughs> there's only been a few like this one that are completely improvised and off the cuff or just with some notes in front of me. So I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone in that way to improve my communication and presentation skills. And if I've engaged you to this point, then I guess I'm succeeding, but there's a chance I haven't. So there is that. I'm learning about the importance of creating content that other people want, not what I want to write or create. And I think that's actually reflected in the posts I've published this month at the Music Entrepreneur, or I should say in November, things about Sound Exchange, things about DistroKid, things about Bandcamp. Those seems to be keywords people are consistently searching for. At least I found that there was about a thousand to 10,000 searches per month, which is a broad range. Thanks Google. And that there was actually low competition, meaning it's not hard to rank for them. If you have relevant, good content on those topics, but if people are regularly searching for them, or if the search volume is that amount on any given month, then it's something that I believe I should cover, especially since we're talking about, music entrepreneurship. And I'm also being reminded, I don't think this is something I'm learning right now. I'm being reminded of the importance of reflection, stopping, thinking about projects, what I want to accomplish with them. I've been thinking a lot about the music entrepreneur and moving forward with it and what I'd like to do with it and what my goals are and do my goals actually connect with this project or is there a different project that I would do better at. So those are some of the things that I've been giving more thought to. And, you know, there's not necessarily any logical endpoint. And I think I've talked about this before with blogs or podcasts or websites. There's 
there isn't necessarily a defined endpoint for whatever you do with a project like this. And I'm starting to think about what that endpoint might look like for me. What's, you know, things are hard right now. And Seth Godin says, when things are challenging, that's not the time to stop. So I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. But you also want to think about whether or not you can be the best in your industry or the best in your, in your niche. And I've sort of defined some endpoints, but I'm not coming to them anytime soon. So if you're thinking I'm going to go away in the near future, that's not at all what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I've put those milestones in place to tell me whether or not I'm doing something that's worthwhile, something that matters, something that reaches people and inspires them. And I know my book was one of those things, but that's just like one of many aspects of the website and the Music Entrepreneur Project as a whole. So those are some of the things that I've been thinking about and learning. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's been my career update for November 2016. Thanks for listening. Make sure to go to musicentrepreneurhq.com for show notes and other goodies. And leave us a review in iTunes to help us spread the word. 